is on the way, TV. Great Scott! I feel need the need for speed. Come on, dude. You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, new podcast, my husband, dad, dad. Hi, Harry, how are you? Good. Tired? Yeah. So Harry has been up for, it's quarter past it's ten. About ten he's, minutes. He's been up for about half an hour. So his hair's a bit of a mess, which he needs cutting. I do not. But it's in the middle of a day, which is a rarity on our podcast, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm off school this week and everything else is happening. Yeah, so it's going to be a recording marathon this week, get Ooh, a few podcasts recorded and get on. I don't sleep in that much. Yeah, true. So when you tell people about our show, podcast, your show? Basically, Dad showed me film from his child. Star! <laughs> I think today he said, I'm going to look calm on Dad's going to hyperactive on it. Because I've been up for about five hours more. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I've been up for like God. four. So have you been up for five hours? Jesus, you need better sleep. Basically, Dad showed me films from his child and we view them. Yeah. yeah. Not always from a child, but generally it's films I've liked, yeah, haven't I? Yeah. Um, I am trying to find ones, and we're going to mix it up a bit, aren't we? We're going to start. We're going to go to today to a shop that sells second-hand DVDs and try and buy yeah. some DVDs and actually try and watch for DVDs or for Blu-rays, whichever. Yeah, because Dad, um, Dad now has a PS5, so you can watch DVDs on that now. I had a DVD player anyway. Yeah, so, well. what's today's film? Um, I'll This one's been stuck in. Yeah, we haven't. We weren't sure we were going to record it when we decided we we're going to. Um, it's amazing film. So how do we always start with show? I give Dad a number of lines to tell us the story. So, how many are you going to give me? It came out in 1998. So you get four because of that. Okay, so a meteorite is coming to Earth and NASA are trying to resolve the issue of how to stop it. They decide on finding oil dr- drillers to drill into the, land on the asteroid, drill into the asteroid, and put a bomb in the middle of it. Yeah. They, they meet Bruce Willis's group of drillers who they train up and go up on the ships. They eventually land on the meteorite, and in order to blow it up, one of them has to stay there, who happens to be Bruce Willis. And all That's basically the plot of the film. Now we always do a little bit, I always give you some information about the film. Uh, so it came out in 1998, it's two and a half hours long, so or two hours and 31 minutes, so it's one of the longer films we've watched. Uh, budget was 14 million, worldwide gross was 50, 553 million. Uh, the top five films that year was Armageddon at number one, Saving Private Ryan at number two, Godzilla at number three, there was something about Mary at number four, and A Bug's Life at number five. Really random fact, Saving Private Ryan is a really quite a popular film. I've never seen it. It's one of those films that I've tried to watch a few times, just never been in the right frame of mind. So there's a random fact about me in that film. Um, Some facts about it. They actually use this film and show it to people who are training at NASA to get them to pick the faults and errors. Um, I've got a fact about me for this film. The first film I've ever seen, like the um, Save the World genre, you could say it. Um, I would call it, what do you call it, a disaster? Yeah, a disaster genre. Maybe. This is my first um, one I've seen, so. The demands that the, the people give to, to do the job, which we'll talk about later, are actually demands that they just made of themselves. Um, 
And they actually used actual NASA locations for a lot of the filming and stuff, because it was like an agreed thing. <laughs> so, should we delve into the pot of questions? This be an interesting one, I think. I don't think we really enjoyed this film. Because Who would you most like to meet? What's that giant dude? Um, Bear. Yeah. Played by the late, great Michael Clark Douglas. Yes. All my favourites basically died in this film. Yeah, a lot of people die. Most iconic scene? I would agree with you on who to meet, by the way. He's my favourite character, isn't it? Um, most iconic scene? It's pro- Do you know what? It's probably a mix in my head when I think of Armageddon. It's it's actually the image of Liv Tyler's character, the daughter, with a hand on the screen and a dad talking to her. But I'm not sure whether that's because... So, Liv Tyler, who plays the daughter, who's in Lord of the Rings, who plays one of the elves. Yeah, a lot um, of people I know. Her dad sings the song from the film. Yeah. Because um, he's a he's from the lead singer of Aerosmith, and actually the video to the song, it's him on the screen and not Bruce Willis's character. And apparently, an, another side little fact is that for that scene, that's what they did. So Bruce Willis saw was looking at a picture of his daughter, and she was looking at a picture of her dad to get the emotion. Um, so possibly that because that's what rings but oh no in case it comes up I've got a favourite scene which how how weird is that favourite scene is literally the next one Uh, favourite scene go I think it's got like really quite cool scenes in this now I'm starting to think about it it's been so long since we watched it and trying to remember scenes do you want me to do one first yeah so I like a couple I like the one where they're talking about the group and they're saying you know when when they come off the, the rig they all scatter and they're like, I'm a NASA, basically the police are gonna go get them all, and like, one's in getting a tattoo done, and one's oh, yeah, yeah, one's yeah. riding his motorbike and being chased, which is the one you like, and one's on a horse somewhere. And yeah, is it the cowboy one? Yeah, one's in like a casino, they're all everywhere, aren't they? Uh, quite like that bit, and I like the bit when they're having all the tests done, like the medical tests, and they're just like ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I but I also like um, the bit where they're going and onto the ship and they sing leaving on a jet plane. I think I, I've got a little few the first two scenes written. He said it was pretty funny. Saddest moment is the end, surely. When No a bear dies. Oh yeah. Just as fair, he did not serve to die. Who would you punch? What's what's the guy which betrays them? Betrays them. And you're on the thing at least like Goes at the bottom of the basically. Oh, the captain. Yeah. Um, it it's not really betrays him. He's following his orders. But yeah, he he he's the one. That I, he's the only one that I could think so. Um, I put just straight in the face. I've wrote all the people's names down. Colonel Sharp, his name is. Worst effect. I don't think there is many bad effects in this. I think it's quite. I think it's mostly practical. Not like in space. Should they make a sequel? It's not really something I think you can make a sequel to. Make it so two asteroids are coming at the same time. Some of them will never apply to it. Would there be any changes if this came out today? I don't know if I would, you know. But a lot of it would have been at that time. True. Would you recommend the film? We'll yes. finish on that one. Yeah, I would too. Well, I did yeah. to you, obviously. Um. So, let's talk about the film. So, I so there's a lot of characters in this. Yeah. 
so yeah, I'll try and help you with the names and stuff of them. Um, this was built, so this was one of those films that came out where there's this, and then there is another film that comes out that's I always forget the name of, which is another asteroid coming to the world. Alf, we'll move on and I'll come back to the name. So that this is one of those where there's two films that are very similar that came out at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a race to get them in the cinema. I'm pretty sure this came out first. Um, and it was like a bigger hit. Um, a big thing was made of the fact that it was Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, which who plays AJ, the, the lad that dates his daughter. Yeah. Because it was almost felt, felt like he was handing over the reins of action style to Ben Affleck's character. Which never really came about because Ben Affleck isn't really... He's, he plays Batman in the Justice League, but he isn't really an action hero. I would say he's more... He's quite a serious actor and director, really. Um, so what scenes do you like? You said the training stuff? Do you like that? Yeah. Did you like... What characters do you like? I think um, you... I think, what were the other characters you like? You said you liked a lot of the characters. Um, it, was a, it was a cowboy one. Um, let me find his name for you. I, I know him from a past film. It's from Night Museum. Oscar, his name was. Yeah, Oscar. Owen Wilson. I can't remember a lot of that look. Well, you've got him. So you've got Harry Stamper, who's played by Bruce Willis, who's the main guy. Then you've got the Dan Truman, who is the, the NASA guy that is like his, he took, who hires him. The one who can't go up, who couldn't, couldn't be an astronaut because of his leg. Um, you got AJ who's Ben Affleck, you got Chick who is the guy who's got a son that he never sees. Just remember that bit where he yeah. goes and sees his son. Um Grace who's his daughter. Uh you got Bear who's the guy you like you got Max who's the guy who gets the tattoos and stuff. You got Yeah, you got Rockhound who is played by D Steve Buscemi, who's quite a well known actor. He's he's one of those actors that appears in loads of different roles and loads of no, that's Bear. Rockhound is the one that goes a bit nuts and rides the rock and sits on the rocket and he's like really he's at one point when they're doing a bit when they're doing the tests he's sat in the room and he's doing a Rubik's Cube and he does it really quick. And he, oh, yeah. he's the one that takes all the, who loans all the money off the money shark because he thinks he's gonna die anyway. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. But he and they tape him up because he goes a bit nuts near the end. Yeah. Right, so yeah, that's him. Yeah, he but the idea is that he's really clever, but he just doesn't see it. No, it's not that he just doesn't he, he he literally says I think he gets two doctorates by the time he's like eighteen or something. But he, the reason he does what he does is because it pays well and he gets to blow stuff up. It's literally what he says. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Um the open there's like the, the first introduction to the characters is like that opening bit where Harry, the oil rig, yeah, where, no, where Harry realizes that Grace is sleeping with, and he chases him around the rig, a and he's shoot, yeah, and he's shooting at him. Like Jesus. But yeah, it's because the oil rig, the oil, the drill goes, doesn't it? it explodes, and he's like, um, he goes to find him to speak to him. And that's when he finds out. And he's like, like Jesus, you've got to kill him. And all the others are trying to help him. You know if you kill him, you know there'll be a lot of people. <laughs> and they don't want to treat people like blood in the oil. I quite like the demand, so they demand like um, stuff like to find out who'd killed JFK, um, 
parking tickets to be removed. One of them wants, I think, like a three days pass to Caesar's Palace or something. But then the main thing is they don't want to pay taxes ever, which I think is really clever because basically what they're saying is we don't mind working, but we don't want to pay our tax on it, which is a massive thing. It's like a quarter of your age. Mine would be let mine cover like that. Free Wi-Fi and food <laughs> and no taxes. We should have done that as a question at the end. Um, That's my mind right now. Just so yeah, you were talking about on dying. Yes, you kill every good character here. Not all of them. Yes, I do. I quite like. <laughs> Apologies there for yawning. Um, yes, it's you yawning and then me yawning after because I'm looking at you. I call it the Russian guy as well. I can't remember, Lieutenant something. I can't but he's in a lot of films and he plays a very similar character. Like he plays loads of different characters. Um, and different. He's like a bit like Steve Buscemi where he plays a lot of various different types. Oh, this has also got um, the guy that plays. Draco Malfoy's dad. Um, yeah, he. So there's a bit near the beginning where we're all trying to work out how to do it. Yeah. And for coming up with ideas of like shooting rockets at it and stuff, and one of them like goes, "Guys, we're NASA. We should be a better idea." And he runs up to like they're in like a, a grass a glass room, and he slams the stuff on the on the window and says, "I've got it." And he comes in, and his idea is that instead of, and his explanation, which makes perfect sense, is if if you open your hand and put a firework in it and it goes off, a firecracker in it, it's gonna, it's gonna burn your skin. But if you close your hand around it, it's gonna blow your hand off. So he's, his answer is you drill in. And then when he talks to the president, the president's like, oh, you know, my advisor says this, this and this. And, and this guy says, well, excuse me, I went to MIT with your advisor and I wouldn't be taking advice off somebody we got like a, a 2.1 in, science or whatever and basically putting this guy down saying that he's smarter than this guy um, but yeah he's he's essentially the guy that comes up with the idea do you understand why he has to sacrifice himself at the end yeah the idea was that they can they can remote detonate it but the remote detonator's not working yeah who did you who did you think was going to sacrifice himself? who did you think was actually going to end up dying at that point? I don't know. I think I wasn't Because it's actually Ben Affleck's character because it pulls straws, don't we? Yeah. And it's actually Ben Affleck's character that pulls the straw out, but he... But when they go down, he pushes him back into the thing and sends him back up to the spaceship. He says, look after my daughter. Which makes sense because he's older, so he's sort of saying, you know, there's no point in me, you dying when... What's the, does he not be, is it like, it's not like, memorial for the, the ship? Near the end, yeah. Near the end, yeah. Near the end, like, oh, he goes to, like, well, this is when he just popped in the head, he goes to, like, memorial, doesn't he? Yeah, so he goes, and Billy Bob Thornton's character's there, and it's, um, when, um, it was, it was a failed space launch, it's where the yeah, ship yeah, yeah. blew up. I think, I imagine, I don't know, but I'm guessing there's probably been more from one of them, and, Probably one very popular. I can't remember the name of it, but I think that's what it was. But you, are you on about the one where? But are you on about the one where it blows up? Are you on about the one where? 
um, they were out out in space and there was a problem. Where no. they say Houston, we have a problem. No, when they blow up and they take off. Because they're very famous. There's a film called Apollo 13, which wouldn't have a ship got into space if they had problems. Are you going to watch that? Yeah, might do, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not... That famous line from that is, Houston, we had a problem. Like which is Tom Hanks. No, Dad has shown me all these, um, he showed me this, like, and the world type genre, and John Berrien's, I'd love to watch more. Deep Impact, that's the other one. There was like a series, so there was like Deep Impact and Armageddon, there was Volcano and Dante's Peak, um, and they were like double ones that were, it was two. There's loads, there's, but you can watch, there's Day After Tomorrow, which is where the world gets frozen over, there's one where, um, I want is it 2000 or something like that or 2020 something like that and it's I can't remember what happened in 2020, that's 2020 2012 it's something like that and it's it's like tides are going high um, then there's the core which is where instead of something attacking the earth the core centre of the centre of the earth is boiling up so they have to go into the middle of the earth and fix it that's quite a good one it's not a well known one but I quite enjoy that one yeah, possibly. There's a real stack of these and do them as loads of... Because they're quite a nice oh, little... Yeah. I quite like end of a world sort of type thing. You might not have seen them, but it's all stretching. Was there many characters, was there other than Bear? What did you think of the other characters, did you? I didn't mind them, but Bear's best. You said when you're watching this that this is quite intense. Yeah, it was. Was it the fact that... Because obviously the idea is that they're both landing on the... The rock. To, there's two ships. Oh, oh yeah, I know which one's right. They find the space station, don't they? Yeah, yeah, the Russian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just still waking up. So they find the space station and they have to dock there to refuel. Yeah, because you wouldn't think they would. With a rocket, they, fuel, you, they use so much fuel to take off. And then it's just guiding, really, because the gravity keeps them, the lack of gravity keeps them in the space it's sure. I'm not sounding like I know everything but I don't but um, they have to get more fuel and then obviously they land on the rock but the idea was that when they land on the rock they landed in, in a specific area of the meteor yeah. but they missed the landing so they're actually instead of being on ground they could drill they're basically on obviously they've got drills but they're on thick, thicker and more dense rock because yeah. that rock hound he says that but he says he's overshot his He's overshot the landing space, which means we're basically drilling. The way he words that thing is like he's like drilling through diamond. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And then there's two of them, isn't there? And they think the other ships. Everyone's died on it. That's one with AJ on, and think bears on that one. And they come, they drive back out. They drive to the other one so they can all drill together, sort of thing. And when their drill breaks, AJ turns up with the other drill. So they, they can carry on drilling. But you were like, this is dead intense, is it? It is, though. It is. It's one of those where it's all quite nice. It's all like a bit of fun and build up. And then it's like the last. This is like, this. so this is a producer called Jerry Bruckheimer. And it's like, I've got like a whole box set of his things. And he's, let me just quickly grab a box set. Dad, you haven't got a lot of films. You need to put more films up into slide, don't you? So on this, just looking at the films on this, there is The Rock, which we'd probably watch, Armageddon, which we'd watch, Con Air, which we'd probably watch, 
Enemy of the State, which we might watch. Crimson Tide is a great film. Again, but oh, I'm just looking at these films, and so that's about. They're all intense films. They're Gone in sixty eight. seconds will be a good it's one to watch. There is. There's two in each one. But, um, I think we watch all of his films. We can watch more of them. Yeah, we watch, there's some. There's one that we almost watched. The Rock's a good one. Um, Con Air's good. You'd probably like that. Um, but there's a lot. It's for all very intense films. Um, so I think you'd enjoy them. So should we do our scores for this? As always, you go first. As always, to the new listeners, it is. Out of five, a five-star film is not necessarily a perfect film, but what we deem as, as the type of film it is, this is as good as you're going to get. So if it's a comedy film, if it's a you know if it's a musical, it's whatever, this like sci-fi. So for example, Terminator 2, sci-fi action, five-star film. Wh- where where does that get better? I'm watching a lot of these types of films. Okay. So I'm going to give it a solid four point eight. Firstly, that's not a solid number. I do it just to annoy you. I'm gonna go with four. Really? Yeah. Not saying that I. Um, the only thing that's pulling it down for me, really weirdly, mm. is its length. Gives it four point four overall, which is still. It's high four point four. Does that you know I mean I think it's yeah. quite up? There is it. There is definitely a length to the film, and I do think there's probably don't know what, but there's definitely bits that you could probably pull out of the film. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah. So, we always do a quiz. So I'll spin the quiz and pull out two random cards. I think I'll probably just read these for you this time. That's one. We have Finding Nemo and the Aristocats, so you can have Finding Nemo. Yeah, I've never, I've barely watched it, so I'm not trying to Okay. What is Nemo's dad called? Marlon. Oh, for those of you listening, we, we challenge it. We both have five questions and just see if a bit of fun. See who gets the most scores. Nemo is given which nickname by the tank gang? Minnow, small fry, or shark bait? Shark bait. None of the, sh- of the shapes that. Name one of the shapes that the school of fish make. So he's asking for directions and the, sc- the school of fish. They make arrows, don't they? Yeah, they do make arrows. I'll give you. I think they do anyway. When Dory meets a baby jellyfish and she wants to keep her as a pet, what does she call it? Your mum would know that. I What is written on Darla's purple jumper? Fishes. So Marlin, shark bait, form of a swordfish, lobster, octopus, ship, Marlin, Sydney Opera's current raves, an arrow, and a trench. Squishy, she calls it. And Darla's jumper says rock and roll girl. How are you meant to know that? So you got three. Don't get the arrow. Yeah, so you got three. Um, I've got arrows to cat, so I'll read them. Do you like that song? Yeah, it's alright. True or false, Duchess, three kittens are called Maria, Belize and Toulouse. True, I think. Yeah, Abigail, Amelia and Uncle Wardle are what kind of animal? The geese or ducks? They are geese. What is Madame Adelaine's butler called? I can't even say it myself, I'm looking at the back, I can't say it. I honestly don't know, I'm just going to go Albert, but I don't think it is. It's Ebok. Oh, I know what it is now. It's Edgar. Edgar. But I've, I've, I just couldn't see the next question, so I'm not having it. What's what's the planned destination for the trunk that Edgar is trapped in? Timbuktu, London or Tokyo? I'm going to go Timbuktu. 
True. Madame Adelaide Bonafoy is retired, but what was her profession? I think she was a pianist. Opera singer. Oh, close. You got most of the Team Book 2, Edgar, Vergeese, true. So I got three as well because I didn't get Edgar or I said opera singer when she's actually a. Yeah. So that's not too bad though. So we should have asked the question what would be on our list of demands, which you can answer. What did you say before? Um, Minecraft, I guess. We are food and taxes. And what? And no taxes. So you don't earn money, so you don't pay and taxes. And loads of money. Um, you don't pay for the Wi-Fi, and you've got a lot of Lego. Okay. So actually, no, a Wi-Fi booster because your signal's fine. Not sure, it's a Oh, it's okay, is it? Remember when I was born, mate? You were lucky if you, had, you didn't even have Wi-Fi. What would my demands be? Just out of interest. Um, no taxes is a really obvious one, or no rent, or mortgage, or whatever. That would be two good ones. Um, would I want to? Would I want to? I'm trying to say whether <laughs> Harry camera. Sorry, sorry to everybody. He's just knocked the camera. I just need Harry's just. Abandoning the podcast of the show. Get a tissue. Yeah. And he's about to knock the camera again as he walks past it. I will put my money on it. <laughs> so apologies to the YouTube watchers of the camera moves. My fault. Um, my fault. Yeah, I think maybe people just not want to pay for like your rent and stuff like that and having no taxes. As much as you'd like to not work, it's I can accept like that if I so we we were going to discuss, and I think we still should. What who who would you have to save the world? Now I'm going to put a caveat on this. It can't be a superhero, okay, or someone with mythical powers. It's got to just be normal people, because okay. that just defeats the point. Does No, you can't have people like. Okay, the caveat is they can't be people that have saved the world. Optimus Prime saves the world. Because they've already done it. Most people not built. So, like, Flash Gordon is a normal person, but technically he saves the world. Doc. So, yeah, so that's a good choice. Yeah. So you're saying, look, we're going to put a list here, you see, and we'll narrow it down. So you've got Doc. I was thinking... Does he not save the world, No, no. Did he give him the vehicle? He doesn't save the world, he just goes back in time. I would say, saves the timeline, yeah. I suppose, but he doesn't save the world, it's different. I would go with Evelyn from a mummy because I think she's really smart. <coughs> I thought Data from the Goonies because he's a little kid, but as he go, if you take him as an adult, <coughs> yeah, so. his development, he's probably going to be really smart, isn't it? Um, Benjamin from National Treasure. True, yeah, yeah. Um, Sherlock Holmes. True. I've barely thought. Wait, does he not technically save the world? No. Um, um, so in that way, I can't have Daniel from Stargate. He's the smart one. I and then I was thinking, a good one would be Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven because he'd be like the leader and get the True. team together. True. But then we need like some, probably need some strength. I should go with every single. No, because then you just you just don't want to go with. I should take those pictures down because all you ever do is look at the pictures for answers. Yes, because I don't know anything. Aragon from, we've never said Aragon from Lord of the Rings, he'd be quite a good person because he's quite physical and smart. 
the, the main form that becomes a king in Lord of the Rings. Um, physical. You could see. Could you have like Terminator? Which part on what film? Oh, oh. Is he not a supernatural power? No, because he's a robot, isn't he? He's not a superhero. You could have Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from either Twins, because he's smart as well, but really strong, or from Predator. Predator? Yeah. He's got tracking. I think that's quite a nice little mix of people. Because you need the smart, but you need like physicality as well. So, everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Um, check us out on all social media, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, call Instagram, it. YouTube, TikTok, or When Harry Met Movies. We also have a website, When Harry Met Movies. Um, on there, there's a link to our merchandise store where you can buy hoodies, t-shirts, um, tote bags and mugs. I haven't got a bag, I just got a bag. Did you? You could buy it then, can't you? Yeah. Um, but yes, we've got, we've got a few things coming out, we've got a few more episodes coming out and then in December we've got, we're going to do a Disney month, aren't we? Disney December. It's Ooh. actually going to be five films because there's five Fridays in December. You checked this time beforehand. Mm-hmm. We've already recorded our first for that, so we know one, and that it's we've got four more. Then coming up in in the new year, not really much planned for the first few months, but for April, which is Harry's month, we're going to be doing Pixar month, and he's going to be picking the films. That's the girl. I'll have to look how many Fridays are in April for us. I can ask, I can ask the um, Amazon box. Okay.